Hey, this is Reverend Timothy Fleming, Senior Pastor of Mount Carmel Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, and you are listening to our podcast words from a senior pastor. I want to thank you for joining us today and let you know that I hope this recording blesses you and compliment your walk with God. Again, thank you so very much, and I hope you enjoy these messages. This message today is about courage, and it takes courage to survive. I feel like courage is the inner strength that people have within them that you can't see. And sometimes some of the most courageous people that I know of may look like they are frightened because looks can be deceiving. I've had people look at some uneducated mothers and feel that they don't know much about today's uh, events and what's happening in today's uh, world. And they think they're old and slow. The younger people will tell, Mama, you don't know what's going on. You're not hip to what's happening today. And they laugh at those old mothers the way they were at home and how they would wash and clean and keep up and take care of the children. But those old mothers may not have all the talk shows we have today to listen to. They didn't go by all that, they went by the Bible. They had more wisdom than a lot of you think they had. An old song said, I haven't been to college, I haven't been to school, but when God made me, he didn't make me no food. They had wisdom, and they had courage, and they knew how to raise us, and made us mind them, and honor and respect them. And though father didn't make but a little bit of money, he knew how to bring that home, and they knew how to multiply. They had a lot of wisdom. They knew how to make it on a little bit, and when I always talk about the older people, I always think about survival. They knew how to survive. They knew how to make it on a little bit, and we have lost that. Even in this pandemic, and pastors have been bringing COVID sermons, encouraging sermons, telling you how to stand and how to, how to stand up against the wiles of the devil. One of the things that you're gonna really have to remember, check out the old school. Check out how they survived when they didn't have but a little bit. 1929 when the depression hit and how did they make it well people formed and I've been advising people like Michelle Obama said you ought to have a garden put a garden in your backyard I in my house been in my house since Fleming now for over 41 years or more and one thing I never did always plant fruit trees in the back of my yard I said I'm gonna have a tree I want more than shade Give me something. <laughs> and I was just this morning, yesterday, just picking all the figs off the tree and eating them off. We had a lot of peaches this year, picking the peaches off the tree and apples and had pears. And you know, and all that runs the property value up too. And I just take a little old tree and a little old small tree and just plant it and let it grow. You learn how to live off, in those days, they learn how to live off the farm. But now all of us depending on Kroger, <laughs> Public, 
and everything else, and you got a big old backyard. And what would be nice to do, hello Mary Gages, if Mary got it, she plants all those fruits in her yard and show it all on Facebook how they survive and how they can live off of stuff that didn't have a whole lot of pesticides and all this stuff in it. What a great lesson learning how to survive. You're all just planting grass and just looking at it. <laughs> for you to try to think about it. Michelle said it right. Have a garden. Grow your own food. Learn it. They knew how to survive. They had wisdom the pandemic. And what was so good about it when they had a garden is exercise. They got up every morning, went out there, with called Holdero and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't do that. I pray folks to do it. I must admit. <laughs> but sometimes, it's just a farm watching your tomatoes and stuff grow. It's exciting. We learn from old school how to make it. Because if you don't learn how to make it, you won't make it. You hear me? You don't learn how to survive, you won't make it. And that's what the message needs to be to some of us today, that while we're complaining about what we don't have, we need to look at what you do have. You already have your strength, you have your mind, you got grown kids sitting around there can get out there in that yard and do things and paint your house, daddy, that you know you need to paint, save money, amen, and uh, fix that drawer and fix those little things around the house and let your son show him how to do these things, go online, Google it. Hey, anything you don't know today, is that right, Isaiah? Google it. Can't cook? Google it. <laughs> hey, man, people cooking online. <laughs> Everything, so much information there that you don't have to sit around and be late. This is the time that a mother ought to be teaching a daughter how to cook while you're home and not working. Teaching a young man how to cut grass. You stay here pay you nothing. <laughs> They're saying so many people are getting divorces right now than they've seen in a long time is because of stress and all being cramped up in these little small apartments and these little houses and everybody getting on each other's nerves. We got to learn. Why don't you have a Bible study and, and do some other things together and learn how to cope. Learn how to cope. So, today's message is about Jesus when he was facing the cross. <laughs> Got to throw a little laugh in there for something because he's so depressed. Hey Amen. You can't go around just putting the order on him. You got to what? Must take a bath. <laughs> there are some things in life you just have to do. And this is one of the great muscles of the Bible that Jesus said. I must. Why did he say must? As a divine commitment, I must go. I have no other choice, but I'm going to suffer. What? I'm going to suffer. They're going to kill me. So what is Jesus saying? I got to do it. I got to take it to make it. Because he's saying because the Son of Man will rise on the third day. I got to take all the criticism. I have to take all the lies. I have to take all the backstabbing. I have to take everything that I'm about to face going to that cross. I'm going to have to stand before Pilate. I'm going to have to, have to see my own people uh, uh, point their finger and say crucify. 
I have to see my own disciple going to sleep on me when I want them to watch with me one hour. And I'm going to have to go and stand before unjust people. They're going to condemn me to trial. When all I've done was actually heal the sick and raise the dead. And I'm going to go through all this. They're going to put this thorn of crown on my head. They're going to put this cross on me. I'm going to have to carry my own cross. And then they're going to hang me high and stretch me wide. And I'm going to have to drop my head and the locks on my shoulder. But I'm going to declare it's finished. In fact, he's saying, once I go to Calvary, it's going to be the first time the Father and I have been separated. In fact, it's going to be so devastating to heaven, God's going to have to turn his back on me so he won't turn his back on you. And Jesus said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? God, the Father had to forsake Jesus so God won't forsake you. So what are you saying? I have to take it to make it. Oh, I'm just getting started. This message is going to bless you. Now, I want to tell you about somebody. One thing I need you to tell if you, if you have to take it to make it, you have to make up in your mind that something's going to happen in your life. That if you don't take it, you won't make it. So if you have to take it to make it, if you don't take it. You won't make it. You all got that? I like to throw some Bible on this. Let's go to Numbers. I think you ought to read Numbers and read the book of Numbers chapter 20 verse 12. If you don't take it, you won't make it. Now this may shock some of you what I might say about Moses. Moses was God's spokesman. He had been called at the burning bush. He was born for this. And when he was ready, God called him at the burning bush. And then Moses led the children of Israel through the wilderness. And one time, Moses got almost to the promised land. Almost there. But one day, the children of Israel mumbled and grumbled because they had no water. And God told Moses, speak to the rock. He got mad, Brother Beaver, and struck the rock. <laughs> and guess what happened? He almost made it to the promised land, but didn't. Because he couldn't take it. I got a word for you. Preachers ready for that? Don't get at the top and blow your head yourself. Don't get at the top and blow it. Don't get so overconfident. All those years, Moses had led them 40 years and one time got mad, called them rebels. Thank you, rebels. And God got mad. And God got so mad with Moses for doing that, he said, you will not make it to the promised land. Joshua's gonna take him over, but you won't make it. Now that's what he been dreaming for. What happened? Moses couldn't take it. What happened? 
he let his anger get the best of him. I like to say it like this. He, he got so angry, he put his anger in his hand. <laughs> and his hand got him in trouble striking a rock. What he should have done when he got angry, instead of putting his anger in his hand, he should have put it in God's hand. And he got, that rock was a sign of violence. I want to knock some of you out anyway. <laughs> so, oh, where, 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 do, where do you put your anger when you get mad? What, what, do you put your hand on a pistol? Do you put your hand on a weapon? What kind of stick do you use? What are you striking instead of speaking? Sometimes you need to speak the word of positive things to a negative situation. And don't always let your anger rule you. He blew the top. He blew the top when he was on the top. Didn't make it. I like to show what really went wrong with Moses. Ready for this? He forgot that those people were not his. <laughs> they were God's people. You get in trouble whipping God's children. These people don't belong to us preachers. They belong to God. And you put God on them when they won't do right. Because guess what God did? God let a whole generation die off and didn't make it to the promised land. He said, because they have mumbled, they grumbled all the time. And it got to Moses. I'm sure Moses had high blood pressure. Baby, you get high blood fooling with church folk. And low blood too. <laughs> But one thing we have to remind me ourselves, even as pastors that Moses, they don't belong to us. Let God handle it. Let God handle it. And Moses should have let God chastise them. Let God deal with it. God already dealt with them by murmuring and grumbling which snakes came into the camp. So God know how to deal with hard-headed church folk. God know how to deal with hard-headed children. God know how to deal with a hard-headed husband and a hard-headed wife. God know how to deal with a hard-headed boss. God know how to deal with these hard-headed people you have to be around. Turn them to God. Let God handle them. And you can make it. If you don't, you won't. You letting people get the best of you and you'll be gone and they still be around doing the same thing. And hear all the other people over there in the new land enjoying it. And Moses being buried, going on to heaven. <laughs> Don't go to heaven ahead of time. Don't go to heaven ahead of time. Let God let you stay here and enjoy some of this work. Thank you, my friends, for spending this time with us. And a special thanks to those of you that support this ministry with your generous giving. It's because of you that this broadcast is possible. If you would like to give to our ministry, you can do so by texting GIVE to this number, 770-637-3445. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you 
so very much.